Hello, everybody, and welcome back to True Time. While some of you may have already gone on your spring break trip, or some of you may be getting ready for it, I thought this would be the perfect time to talk about this case. So, this is the story of Brittany Drexel. Hi, everyone. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to True Time this week. Welcome. I hope you're having a great Monday or whatever day you're listening to this. If you aren't listening on Monday, you aren't dedicated. No, (laughs) that's not true. I'm sorry. I take that back. We're glad you're just listening. Yes, we are very glad. And I know everybody kind of has a routine sometimes when they listen to podcasts. Mm -hmm. So I know sometimes I save some of mine for certain events like if i'm gonna be going on a long drive i know we save podcasts for that yeah some people will save it for on their way to work or maybe while they're on a walk outside or yeah and i have specific podcasts i like to listen to at certain times so yeah so let us know like when you enjoy listening to our podcast and If you do anything while you listen to it. Maybe you're a creep who likes to listen to it while going to sleep and dream about murder. Maybe you're... (laughs) There's no judgment (laughs) in that. I... Yeah, I know. That's Avery. Dylan and I started uh, living together and everything, I always played a podcast before falling asleep. And then I'd wake up in the middle of the night and like have to turn it off. Sometimes it would stop, but sometimes it wouldn't and wake up at 2 a.m. and something really random would be on. But yeah, so there's no shame in that. I used to do it too. Yeah, but all right. Uh, Other things going on in life? We had a really fun day yesterday. Yeah, we did. We lived a little bit more of an American lifestyle. Yeah, so here in Germany, it's about 40 minutes from where we live. And there is a fashion outlet slash outlet mall, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And... um. That's what we did yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just went to the outlets near the border of France. It makes it sound cooler. Yes, yeah. And uh, we just shopped and ate five guys, which is weird to say that that is in Germany. Yes, but it that was, was awesome. so delicious. We don't have that stuff here. So it's awesome to be able to... Go back to my roots, you know, <laughs> remember where I came from. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, but it is true. Like those tastes, like the flavor of like Five Guys burgers or similar fast food joints. Mm-hmm. You just can't really find that in like a restaurant here. No, not even close. And Germans just don't really have fast food in general. I mean, Europe, I'd say doesn't just McDonald's is really the only common fast food chain I've seen. But it's not the same. No, McDonald's does taste a little different, but Five Guys... Oh, yeah. I thought that tasted just like home. So they definitely captured America in their burger. It was so delicious. It was super greasy. Mm -hmm. Dylan got it all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) Even on the brand new clothes we had just bought. (laughs) (sighs) That was my party foul of the day. But we just bought some clothes, pulled out a burger and grease everywhere. (laughs) We were eating outside because it was so beautiful. Mm -hmm. But it's all good. They're staying treated now. (laughs) But we also got milkshakes. I haven't had a milkshake in forever. No. Yeah. It's been a while and they were 
very very good so good yeah and some of the shops at the outlets are actually like normal outlets in the states we went to hollister abercrombie nike adidas yeah under armor they even had like a military discount which is how you know (laughs) yeah they're following like the u.s like guidelines it Mm -hmm. was it was really awesome to go into stores that we like shopping at back home yeah because while it's fun to shop at like some unique european stores here it's just nice to like it's just a treat i guess i would describe it it as it really is yeah so it was just nice the weather was awesome and we were able to just get some new spring slash summer outfits yeah and we never shopped no we rarely get new clothes yeah it was so nice to have some new pieces in the wardrobe yeah we've definitely fallen behind yeah so i know now is a good time to be busting out those spring and summer clothes Mm -hmm. i'm excited that it's getting a little bit warmer although Our forecast shows it's supposed to snow next week, so everybody cross their fingers that that doesn't happen. (laughs) Germany makes no sense. But we're enjoying it. It's a beautiful day today, too. It is. We're going to hopefully get outside after we record this. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and for any of you wondering, our black kitten, I don't think we've said his name. I don't think so. I think you just released his picture last week. Mm -hmm. We didn't say anything about him. So we decided to name him Drumroll. I don't know what the Drumroll button is. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no, that's not it. Is there a Drumroll? Oh, there we go. Good enough. That's not. It's close right enough. One, we have like a soundboard in it. It's kind of funny. We don't even know half the sounds on it. Yeah, we don't. I just used the intro one. <laughs> but we're naming him Kaiser. I knew that one. I knew that one. Yeah. So Kaiser in English means king, mm-hmm. and um, it's also the name of the town that we live in. So mm-hmm. we thought it was kind of a cool tie back to our history when we move. Yeah, like we'll always remember where we got him. So mm-hmm. yeah, and it's just a cool name. Kaiser, it's definitely fitting to him. Yeah, call him Kai for short sometimes. I, I like hope. it. <laughs> I don't know why Dylan's against it. I think Kai is a cool name, but whatever. Because then you're just saying like key instead of king. Just cutting it off. Oh, my. (laughs) I'm just messing. But But no, he's going to be an amazing new addition to our family. We're so excited. Yeah, we are. But yeah, so that's our mini update. And with that, are you ready to get into this case? Yeah, let's move into it. Okay. So this week's case begins on April 25th. 2009 in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Brittany Drexel was a 17-year-old girl who lived in Chile, New York, which is a suburb near the city of Rochester. Brittany lived with her mother, Dawn Drexel, and stepfather named Chad Drexel, who had adopted her when she was just a toddler. She also had two younger siblings. Brittany was born with a rare eye condition called persistent hyperplastic primary vitreous which caused her to have multiple surgeries what is that do you know i read the definition of it and it was a bunch of terms i didn't really understand but i know that it ultimately led her to be blind in her right eye okay so she had to wear contacts that helped her right pupil from moving okay so like i don't know if like the muscle strength or something like that Mm -hmm. i'm not 100 percent sure 
but she wore vibrant blue contacts to help with her condition. And that was just kind of like a look she was known for. Okay. Despite her eye condition, though, she never let it hold her back from her dreams and ambitions. Brittany was a star soccer player in high school, and her mother said, quote, Brittany's heart was soccer. She was small, but boy, she could run fast at lightning speed right down the field, end quote, according to allthatinteresting.com. That's pretty impressive to have that eye condition and be playing sports. Yeah. Nice. Brittany was also interested in careers in nursing, cosmetology, and modeling. However, her drive and ambition for life had begun to fade. A year prior in 2008, Brittany's parents had separated and in 2009 had begun filing for divorce. This had a massive impact on her. It caused her depression to worsen and her grades in school went down significantly, according to allthatinteresting.com. With it being April, spring break was about to begin and Brittany had made big plans. She asked her mother if she could go away for a few days with some girls and her boyfriend named John Grico, I believe that's how you pronounce it, to Myrtle Beach. With Brittany only being 17 and a junior in high school and Myrtle Beach being a 14-hour drive away, her mother told her no, especially since the girls were older, they were seniors, and she didn't know them. Yeah, it's pretty intense for that age to go that far. Yeah, but this caused Brittany and her mother to argue for a few days. With the high tension between the two, Brittany left her home and called her boyfriend to take her to a friend's house. She did call her mom to apologize once things calmed down and tried to ask again if she could go to Myrtle Beach. Her mom said she just had a bad feeling about her going on that trip, and so she didn't stray and still told her no. Finally, Brittany asked her mother if she could spend her spring break at a friend's home on Lake Ontario. On April 22nd, her mother agreed to this plan. However, that night, Brittany and some friends left for spring break at Myrtle Beach. Oh, no. Yeah. They arrived at Myrtle Beach on April 23rd and stayed at the Bar Harbor Hotel. Brittany did call her mom to check in. However, her mother still had no idea what she had done. She wasn't having the great time she expected, though. The girls Brittany had gone with were supposedly being rude to her and left her by herself frequently. She spent most of her time texting her boyfriend about what had been going on since he couldn't get off work to come on the trip, according to FilmDaily.co. On April 24th, she spent time at a club with a friend named Peter Brozowitz, who was a 20-year-old nightclub promoter visiting Myrtle Beach as well. Brittany knew him since he was also from the Rochester area. The next day, April 25th, Brittany had walked about a mile and a half to another hotel called Blue Water Resort to see Peter again. She returned back to her hotel sometime around the middle of the day and then later that evening made the same walk at around 8 p.m. By 8.45 p.m., surveillance footage at the Blue Water Resort showed Brittany leaving since she was heading back to her hotel to supposedly return a pair of shorts she had borrowed from a girl on the trip who had asked for them back. And she promptly texted John, her boyfriend, that she was about to make the walk back to her room. However, sometime between 9 and 9.15 p.m., she stopped responding to his texts and calls. John became immediately worried and texted her that he was going to call her mom and tell her where she was and what was going on if she didn't respond. Not wasting any time, 
He called her mother and told her that Brittany was in Myrtle Beach and that she had randomly stopped responding to him while walking back to the hotel by herself. That, I just have to say, that's a good guy. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. I, you, you know, most guys, especially in that, at that age, would be too nervous or scared. Mm-hmm. Or... They wouldn't take it seriously. Yeah. Yeah. So I applaud him. He also asked a friend of his who was a Marine stationed at Lejeune, North Carolina to drive to Myrtle Beach and file a missing person report with the police department. Oh, wow. According to all that interesting.com. Yeah. So no time was wasted. That's awesome. Brittany's family and John informed the police in Rochester what had happened and left New York and headed for Myrtle Beach. The next morning, April 26, police started searching for Brittany. They talked to the three friends she had gone down with and Peter to better understand what she was doing and attempt to retrace her steps. They were able to recover the surveillance footage from the Blue Water Resort Hotel and also searched her hotel room. The only things missing were the beige purse and pink cell phone she had taken with her, according to disappearedblog.com. The police discovered that the last signal from her cell phone came from somewhere near Georgetown County in McClellanville, which is max around 60 miles south of Myrtle Beach, Holy cow. according to People.com. The FBI also joined the investigation because just like the heartbreaking reality we talked about last week, they believe this could have been a case of human trafficking. Horry County nearby was known as the number one county in South Carolina for human trafficking, and that is as recently as January 2022. Oh, gosh. They offered a $25,000 reward for any information on what happened to Brittany and where she could be, according to allthatinteresting.com. But after that, the case pretty much went silent with no evidence and no sign of Brittany. Her mother, Dawn, even moved down to Myrtle Beach to be closer to the police working on the case in the chance anything would come up. Over the years, the police would release that they had persons of interest, but no arrests were ever made, and any small leads would usually end up nowhere, and this was devastating to the Drexel family. So nothing was caught on camera, like video recordings or security cameras? No, nothing. They only were able to pull up the Blue Water Resort Hotel where they see her come and go. But from what I know, there's no other street cam footage or (sighs) nothing's been released. Yeah. Finally, seven years later, on June 8th, 2016, the FBI released that Britney's case was ruled as a homicide at a press conference. An inmate named Taquan Brown was serving 25 years for an unrelated manslaughter, but he made a shocking confession. On April 27, 2009, he was in McClellanville at what he called a stash house to pay a local drug dealer named Sean Taylor. While Taquan was in there, he said he saw a young woman in the house who matched Brittany's description. He also said she had a black eye, according to allthatinteresting.com. There were multiple men in there as well, one of them being Sean Taylor's 16-year-old son named Timothy Deshaun Taylor. This next part deals with sexual assault, so fast forward a little if you need to. Taquan said he witnessed them gang raping Brittany. She made an attempt to escape, but they got her back into the house, 
pistol whipped her and shot her, according to HuffPost.com. Oh my God. According to all that interesting.com, Taquan said, quote, as I see it, the guy in the front yard told me, hold on a second. He had to go inside. And after he goes inside, I hear two gunshots. At this time, I'm trying to get the hell out of there because I'm thinking someone has been shot, end quote. He told the FBI that her body was most likely disposed of in an alligator pit, and that's why her remains have never been found. The area of McClellanville is known for its swamps and alligator population, so this could have been likely. With this latest news, Brittany's mother said, quote, After seven long years of waiting and praying for the return of my daughter, we know she isn't coming home alive. Brittany's life was stolen from her in a brutal and senseless fashion, end quote, according to People.com. That's so terrible. It's devastating. <sighs> Police were able to confirm that she had been taken to this area since it is where her cell phone last pinged, and they were able to search and find the stash house, which was just about 50 miles south from Myrtle Beach. They also spoke with other individuals who Taquan must have given to confirm this being a possibility as to what truly happened. According to allthatinteresting.com, the police and FBI may speculate that Timothy Deshaun Taylor, who is the 16-year-old son, must have offered Brittany a ride while she was walking or something of the sort, and since her being missing was causing a lot of media attention, this may have been the ultimate reason for her death. With the police now having names, they already had a record of that 16-year-old. So, Timothy Deshaun Taylor had been a part of a failed robbery at a McDonald's with a group of other men in 2011. He was found guilty by the state and was put on probation, but a few years later was arrested again by federal agents for the same crime. So, around the same time that this confession had come out. Mm-hmm. The federal charges were because they felt that he had gotten off with such an insignificant sentence that he should face a harsher sentencing. The only way to potentially avoid facing up to life in prison for the robbery would have been to cooperate with federal agents and give them more information about his involvement with Brittany Drexel. He claimed to have nothing to do with her and didn't know anything about what happened to her. Timothy Deshaun Taylor was given a polygraph test in order to see if anything came up in regards to his involvement with Brittany's disappearance. He was asked questions like if he knew who she was or if he had ever seen her in person, to which he responded no, but the test showed that he was lying, so he failed this polygraph test. He was never charged for anything involving Brittany's disappearance or death, though, and what the police would discover and learn from here only causes more questions. In June of 2019, he only had to serve 319 days from the federal charges for the 2011 robbery. So some people may wonder if that's a double jeopardy, because once you are arrested and serve time for your crime, you can't be arrested for mm -hmm. the same crime again. But he was found guilty by the state, and a federal charge is something very different Yeah, if they have probable cause. And so they used that his sentencing wasn't harsh enough. I think he was only given like 18 months probation where other men involved in the crime were given huge sentences in prison. Yeah. But I think the ultimate goal was to have him arrested to try to question him okay. about Brittany. So he was identified by the man in prison? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so that's what tied him to her being taken? Yes. 
Okay. So he just was never arrested. That kind of became a lead that led nowhere again. Yeah. So now in February of 2019, where we're at, Taquan Brown actually did a phone interview with a news station called WHEC-TV in Rochester, New York, where he stated that he had actually seen her four times over a month time frame. He said he saw her at the stash house. The second time was when he heard the gunshots in the home and saw a body carried out in a rug. But the third time he saw her on a dirt road near his cousin's trailer home in Jacksonboro, South Carolina, which was about 80 miles south of McClellanville, where he first saw her. And the fourth was at the same trailer where he saw her murdered by someone named Nate in the woods nearby. But he didn't say that the first time, did he? Not in reports that I read. Yeah, it sounded like he just gave the information at the stash house. Yeah. But now he's saying that he saw her multiple times in different locations. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so police and FBI aren't sure of how much of his story that they can truly confirm is true, since after he took another polygraph test, they can tell he is withholding information. Okay. Taquan has actually filed a lawsuit against multiple federal agents, though, because they released his name in association with the information that he gave the FBI. He's claimed to have been assaulted in prison and has had death threats since he's been labeled as a snitch, according to Democrat and Chronicle.com. Well, (laughs) he stated that Timothy Deshaun Taylor, the 16 year old at the time of this crime in 2009, he's older now. Mm hmm put a $15,000 bounty on him since he said he was associated with Britney's case. (laughs) But this is where the case currently is from what I could find, and it is truly heartbreaking for the Drexel family to still have no closure on what could have possibly happened to their daughter. It's, It's unsolved to this day? Yeah. No remains, no true answers. Oh, That's... What they do feel like they can believe, though, is that she was trafficked Mm -hmm. and she was taken at least to McClellanville because Mm -hmm. they have her cell phone, like, final signal coming from there. Mm -hmm. But anything else after that? They can't put it on any one person Mm -hmm. and they still don't have her remains. Mm -hmm. That's so sad. I know. It's heartbreaking. But... I am going to have the human trafficking resources listed in our case sources again like last week since I don't think there will ever be enough advocating for such a horrific crime that happens daily in plain sight. Yeah. And I actually did a little bit more research because of this case and I learned that you can actually see somebody every day and never realize that they are actually a part of human trafficking since they are being controlled by someone else behind the scenes. What do you mean? Someone you could work with, see at a store, like they could be living a normal life on the outside, but where they actually go home to and are forced to do, they are still part of human trafficking. The hell? They could be leading normal lives that it looks like, Mm -hmm. but they're being controlled and watched at all times and like go home to whoever has taken them or using them. That's that's insane. Yeah. 
That doesn't even make sense. Like, mm, that's crazy. It's terrifying because you just don't, when you think about human trafficking, you just think of someone's getting snatched off the street and shipped to another country. Or yeah. Something crazy. But it's yeah. here. It happens in America. Like it happens right around you and you just don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned, the most common forms of labor are sex labor and physical labor. Mm-hmm. Like they can be sold and not necessarily sold, but like put into jobs whether they're physical jobs or even hospitality jobs, I read, like forcing you to work. You have no control. You have no say. That's insane. Yeah. And this story also made me take a step back and think about all the times I wanted to go out and do something as a younger teenager. And my mom would tell me no, but I would get so frustrated Mm -hmm. because I thought I was old enough to do what I wanted to do. Yeah. And but now I realize how human trafficking is everywhere and something like this can happen to anyone. So I realize how important it is to trust your parents or someone you care about's advice Yeah. on anything, whether it's going somewhere. Also just try not to be alone. Yeah, that's that was one of my biggest points is always let people that you care about or trust know where you are and that you should always try to never be alone or travel alone in unknown places. That was the craziest part is that she had people responding to her disappearance so quickly. Like her boyfriend told her mom and then he told a friend and then they already had a report on her within that day, yeah. within that night. Yeah, and yeah like still, the next morning. Yeah, still had no trace of her. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, all you can do is take precautions beforehand. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah. And it's just a terrifying reality for a lot of people. Yeah. So with spring break coming up, or maybe some of you have begun planning your summer vacations, I just wanted to give you all a list about the best ways you can travel safely. And there's a million more tips than this, but I just decided to make a small brief summary. Mm Mm-hmm. So first of all, make sure you research where you are going. It is so important that you take note of where you pick your hotel, what crime rates might look like there, and if you are traveling outside of the country, write down what emergency numbers they use because instead of 911 here, it's 112, for example. Mm -hmm. A second tip is to pack clothing and other items that won't make you stand out. Here in Europe, it's important to not wear clothing that has logos or brand names all over it, for example, like common American brands and things like that. It's just not something they wear here. Yeah, like you won't see someone wearing a Gymshark shirt walking down the street or Under Armour. Mm -hmm. It's pretty much just a a blank t-shirt. Yeah, very like not anything too vibrant, very like neutral colored clothing Mm -hmm. that's simple. It's just a safe bet. Yeah, the more you blend in, the better. Mm-hmm. A third tip is to not overshare with strangers you meet along your trips. So some popular questions you may be asked are if it's your first time visiting or where are you staying? And it is okay to lie if you don't feel comfortable because you will most likely never see those people again and your safety is worth more than small talk. Mm-hmm. Those are just common 
questions people ask to feel out if you're a tourist, if you even know where you're at or what you're doing. And it's just much easier to say, oh, like, say you saw a random hotel name while you were walking around. Just say that hotel or be mm-hmm. very vague. You don't have to give true answers to people you don't know. Yeah. And a last tip is to always have friends or family not going on the trip know your itinerary. So from where you are staying to the daily activities you are planning on, it's important for someone to know your time frames and plans just so they can check in and make sure everything is going great on your trip. So I have two sources linked in the case sources that have even more great travel tips for you all to check out as well. Nice. That's just something to keep in mind because I know we travel a lot and we get really excited and it's easy to get really swept up in it, but it's super important to like take a step back and remember some very simple things that can just protect you in the long run. Yeah. I mean that, that doesn't take away anything from your trip. It doesn't make it less enjoyable. It just makes sure that you're safe Yeah, and that you can have fun without worrying about small things that could lead into bigger things. Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. No, it's true. Yeah, so that's kind of this week's case, just some really important things to take away from it. And this it's heartbreaking that this story doesn't have like a conclusion yet, but hopefully one day, maybe Mm -hmm. Brittany Drexel will get justice. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll move into our next segment, which is the question of the day or of the week. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So the question this week is what is your favorite spring break memory? Or I mean, if this is going to be your favorite spring break, then why are you doing the spring break? So, yeah, Dylan and I are reflecting on our favorite ones because <laughs> Dylan doesn't get spring break anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I am a substitute teacher. So this upcoming week is technically my spring break, but Dylan's got to work. So My spring break will involve cleaning and organizing (laughs) spring cleaning. So I'm hoping it's going to be productive. But looking back, I've always had pretty relaxed spring breaks. My family never really went anywhere Mm -hmm. because, you know, dad had to work or something like that sometimes. So we would do like staycations a lot. Yeah. But in college, I did a few more trip like things. And I would say my last spring break was my junior year of college. And it was like two weeks before COVID kind of kicked off. Mm -hmm. So I look at that time in a positive light. You know, the last time pre-COVID, it was a good time. And I actually went to visit my high school best friend in my hometown, which is, I guess I would consider Chesapeake, Virginia to be like a hometown for me because it's one of the longest places I've ever lived as a military brat. So. Mm -hmm. Um, I just drove the six hours up from South Carolina and we stayed together at her house and we just kind of relived like high school days a little bit. We would drive around we'd go to Target and Chick-fil-A and Starbucks and just walk around shopping and just talking like old times. It just felt really good. We hadn't seen each other in a long time. So it was just such a good time to catch up and It was just like a very relaxed spring break to be like in my hometown, but also kind of visiting it at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And it was right before COVID. So everything was kind of, 
I don't know if normal is the best word to describe it, but pre-mass and stuff like that. And then that spring break got turned into a second week because COVID was starting to get increasingly worse. But being a college student, I'm just like, second week of spring break. So (laughs) we were so excited and it only got a little crazier from there. But I look back at that like time really fondly and I was just messaging my best friend about that the other day. So yeah. Nice. That's that was a, a good, good spring one. break. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. What's yours, Dylan? So I honestly can't remember if this was spring break. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to say it was. That and works. We had gone to Hawaii. It was uh, my family and my opa, my dad's dad, my grandpa. And we all went to Hawaii because... They lived there, like my dad grew up there for a little while. And so we just traveled around the island, saw where my dad lived, like hung out at the beach every day, just a super relaxed trip, like no worries, no cares, just snorkel, like boogie board, hang out on the beach all day until a tsunami hit. Oh, (laughs) man. But... Yeah, so I I just remember that being like a really great time, especially when I was younger. I would love to go to Hawaii. It is a great time. I was technically born there, but I remember nothing, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I definitely would love to visit someday. That does sound like an amazing trip. It was just, yeah, so relaxing. Even as a kid where you have no cares. Yeah, it's still nice to go to the beach. I don't know, for me, the beach has always been a very like, nice place like a place to recharge and yeah yeah i love the beach i could go for a spring break like that right now yeah i wouldn't fight you on that (laughs) we'll have to plan something we will But. but yeah so let us know what your favorite spring breaks have been or if you have an awesome spring break coming up or you just went on one mm-hmm. tell us what you did so yeah, we, we can do want to know what's going on live through you <laughs> But yeah, so thank you all so much for listening and continuing to listen. It means the world to us. Our numbers have been growing, and it's because of you guys. Yeah, you guys are killing it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all so much. But I hope you have a great week and a safe week. For sure. We'll talk to you all next week. All righty. Bye. Goodbye, everyone.